the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program, and because it's Thursday, you know this is the date day edition, and that means Paula is live in studio with me. This is the Word to Stand On for Life, and I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, questions about church, whatever's on your heart. All you need to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, we've been apart for three days. Yes, we have. But I thought about you pretty much the whole time. Good stuff? Yeah, it was good stuff. (laughs) It was always good stuff. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. And we're taking a break next week. So next week, Pastor Ken in May, we'll be doing the Day Day Edition show. And Pastor Ken will be doing the program live. Uh, We're going to take our little quick, less than a week fall break and uh, go hear from the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. I call it our anniversary trip. Even though our anniversary is in September, so much other stuff is going on in September. In fact, this year on our anniversary. Yeah. We did the show, and you said, bye, Bye. (laughs) on the way to the men's retreat. And so there's just so much going on. So this is I think there's a worldwide conspiracy against our anniversary. Really? Yeah, because last year we forgot. Yeah, that was pandemic brain. (laughs) You know, I'm sure. We think about so many other things. We both forgot our anniversary. But anyway, yeah, no, I thought about you the whole time. And um, we, the pastor's wives and I, we stayed in this huge house it was five bedrooms three and a half baths and seven of us were there um Lachelle missed because you know her daughter had the baby and and needed some help so first grandbabies were staying home for yeah <laughs> yeah and uh so there was just seven of us in this five bedroom house it was huge there was part of the house we didn't even use but we did use the heated pool and the jacuzzi Yes, we did. Uh, we we ate at a formal dining room table, a kitchen dining room table. We had our um, devotions in the huge living room, and there was two other meeting areas that, if we go back there next year, we'll we'll try to use those up. But <laughs> we could have played hide and seek in there if we were kids. <laughs> yeah, it was it was. I, I thought you'd had your devotions in the jacuzzi or something. Uh, Lauren was, she said she thought we should do that, but we didn't. But we did eat outside one day, and they had the, you know, the where you could light the fire. Not a fire pit, but but it was too hot. So we, it was cute. The ambiance was great, but it was like, I'm sweating. We gotta, <laughs> too many of us were like, we got to turn this off. But, yeah, we, you know, we buy our own food and do all the cooking in the kitchen. It's just, 
the mom and her girls. It was it's always just a really, really sweet time. We, we, um, yeah, I don't know how how it is with your family when you grew up, but to be in the kitchen with everybody, even though that was the smallest area back in those days, we'd all just circle around each other yeah. and just hang out in the kitchen. I've so never fun. understood people who hang out in kitchens. Yeah. So no. obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. When I was stuck in the kitchen, it was my mom making me eat every last bite of something I didn't want to eat. Mm-hmm. So that's bad memories for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, no, we all, um, May made some guacamole that just topped off our meal. Um, Sandra and Lauren did the, the grilling. It was so cute, and Natasha's out there because they're you know they go on Google because usually our our men folk do the grilling, <laughs> so we got this food and everything, and, and and Jocelyn says, okay, so who's going to grill? Crickets. <laughs> but, well, we can Google it. Home delivery pizza. Oh yeah, no no no, they did amazing. Jocelyn seasoned it, and then Sandra and Lauren did the cooking, and Natasha, you know Natasha. Uh, for medium rare, it says five minutes on each side. The, the heat has to be real hot. So five, four fifty nine, because <laughs> it's gonna be exact. But they did amazing. We had, you know, we just had. It was just so much fun. Talk about it for a minute. Now this, this sounds like lavish ladies getting away in, in this big house, mm-hmm. but but what we've decided to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rather than than fly you somewhere to a, a, a huge conference, um, I don't know how it started, but the first year it was just so wonderful. We just, we're going to keep doing it, and just our ladies get alone together, yeah. um, and they really can minister to one another, and and uh, just just being friends matters a great deal. We're family here yeah. at Calvary Chapel, yeah. and and being friends and family is mm-hmm. really really important. Yeah. And I think it's contributed so much to the unity, and it saves us a lot of money because you're not going anywhere. We're not paying airline tickets and hotel fees. So mm-hmm. uh, it's really a good deal. So from your perspective, getting away, what, what does it really do for you guys? Uh, for us, the getting away, because when we're here, you know, we know we're here to serve others. Um, for instance, May and Jocelyn live 300 steps from each other on the street where they live. And you would think, oh, they're always together, you know. No, it's it's this particular time that they spend the most time together. Because even when we go to our women's retreats, we're the ones, you know, called by God, love every minute of it. We're chosen along with the other leadership group, um, elders, wives, um, and other leadership wives to minister to the people who come. For this particular um, pastor's wives, retreat. we're just there to retreat. Uh, we're we're really there to sit at the feet of the Lord. Now, we all share a devotion. You know, there's a schedule. Um, I usually started, and I did this year. And the theme was, you know, because we finally got it, Pastor and I. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Just be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus. See that we how much we'll save so much on t-shirts. We didn't get we didn't have t-shirts. Okay. Yeah. We didn't we didn't do t-shirts even though, you know, the eight of us and next year will be Vero, uh the nine of us we should get t-shirts, you know, but we didn't <laughs> we didn't this year but yeah, um we all share a devotion with the Lord's been dealing with us from the last time that we had the pastor's wife's retreat. Um, and it's just always a really sweet and wonderful time. Um, but us being together in a house like that, it's like, seriously, it's family. It's mom and her girls. Um, next year will be mom and her girls and a grandbaby <laughs> with Victor, Veronica. Um, that, that's, you know, you think about now, we've been here long enough. That, that Veronica wasn't even born. Yeah, Veronica came. wasn't even born, and and now we've got generations mm-hmm. who are coming through. Yeah, and it's just um, uh, and you haven't changed a bit <laughs> in the twenty six years. 
Well, let's hope something's changed, <laughs> Pastor Ron. You know, no, I mean, I know I mean, what you're saying. Physically, but, oh my you gosh. look the same as you did 26 years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And they always ask you, why are you married to that old dude? <laughs> Nobody asked me that. <laughs> They're like, in fact, yeah, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm really pleased that I'm married to you, Pastor Ron. <laughs> yes, let the whole world know. Pastor Ron is the man for me, you know. Okay. So, but to be with these girls, um, it's, it's really a family. And um, to be able for them to, for us to open up to one another, you know, our strengths, if you will, that come from the Lord too. And then um, even our, you know, I'm really struggling in this area. I'm really struggling in that area. We can't sit around and share that with other people. And so it's really a, a, a wonderful time. And to hear the the encouragement that comes from some of the other ladies towards a particular thing. In fact, Jocelyn and I were laughing, ha-ha, not so funny, because at the beginning of our time together, not here, but when they first got here, I remember, um, you know, Jocelyn would say, in, not in secret, um, she was the the queen of worry, you know. Um, just she had four kids, and my number is my number is twenty seven. If you have three kids, four kids, five kids, or up, it might as well be twenty seven to me, you know. So my numbers. Are, I said, well, y- you have twenty seven kids. You're going every which way, and you know, worried about how they're going to turn out or how you're going to be as a mom, that kind of thing. And I said. And then half the time I take the vice presidency in the worry thing, you know. Um, we laugh sometimes because uh, she would say to Elaine, you still got a job, right? I didn't mess it up yet, huh? <laughs> and, I, and I can understand how she feels um, because I didn't want to be a pastor's wife, you know, when you think about it because, oh, man, I, you know this. When other ladies would ask me to speak at their church, I'd be mad. Because I was scared. Matt, oh, oh, no, no, he's the pastor. He should come over there and speak. I don't need to be speaking. You know, all that stuff. He used to say to me, the only reason they're asking me is because of you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. They're asking me to come over there because of you. They think I'm going to be like you. You know, and so you just, you get to that place after a while where you say, you know what, Lord, you, you have chosen me. And you knew how I was going to be on the ghetto side a little bit. And, um. Do something with me, you know. Fill me up, Lord. And the way you are is amazing and awesome. And the way I am is amazing and awesome. Just different, you know. I can minister to some people that you can't. And that's the coolest thing about the pastor's wives. That group is such a unique group. And we all know that together, you make one great person. When we're together and when we're separated, the Holy Spirit makes us into that great person too. So it's a, it's a really sweet time. We just sit around and you know, talk, let's do, Paul, talk. Talk, talk about the unity, uh, the, the 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 importance of the unity. Uh, unity in the church is important, but I think especially in leadership, mm-hmm. unity is important, and and that's a blessing that we've enjoyed for so many years. And other churches don't get to enjoy that. You know, there's always a little bit of competition or different motives and and the truth is uh, when you talk about a mom and a girl this really is a family and unity sort of springs from that yeah uh, and i can tell you and she probably will share because the next for the next two monday nights it's going to be these uh, pastor's wives reflecting on our time together for instance uh sheba was sharing that she never had girlfriends necessarily uh you know and, and now have real friends. <laughs> she was sharing that. When you guys were at the men's retreat, she's taking her, her girls everywhere. They have a social life, you know? And, and she was social life is taking her girls everywhere. They go to their friends. And she's in the... In that, that, that describes a bunch of moms <laughs> yeah. and dads, you know, just chasing kids around. Mm-hmm. And so at this pastor's wives retreat, she goes... It's my social life, being with, with you girls. We all know that we love one another, that we will be there for one another in through thick or thin. Um, 
we just know. Um, we also kind of watch out for each other, even though we don't get to fellowship with each other that much. Um, I mean, I, I'm the most time I think I spend with Jocelyn is when I have worship practice on a Thursday for the Sunday because they have families, you know, I have you. And anybody who really wants to see my friend is going to be my friend in the daytime. They're still my friend at night, but I'm just not hanging out with them. You know what I'm saying? And so she has, they all have lives. And so when we have this particular time, it's just this, it's just the, this time, the seven of us, or the eight of us, when Michelle is there, it's just us. We're not ministering to anybody else except to each other, and we're all sitting at the feet of Jesus to be ministered to. And then that unity, we even talk about it when we come back. And I want to take a, a, a time this right now to say thank you to Calvary Temple San Antonio because they are the ones who afford us to be able to go away and get away. And I want to thank so many people texted me, and I didn't really answer a whole lot of them because I was trying to sit at the feet of Jesus, but we're praying for your, your pastor's wives retreat. We're praying that you're sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening from him, um, feeling his arms embrace you, um, and we can't wait till you get back because not only are the women of this church watching how the pastor's wives are. And we pray that we're down to earth, um, very touchable, very <laughs> real. We're not, you know, thinking we're some special elite group. Yeah, there's no facade there. There's no facade there. Um, we, a lot of us, um, not that we are trying to put ourselves down or anything, but it's, one even said, uh, God, are you sure me, pastor's wife? You know, are you, are you sure? You're like, we're questioning the Lord, but... We know it's a calling, and this, seriously, this time away, this unity with us, this fellowship with the Spirit, if you will, um, is so needful. And we know when we come back, I already miss them, you know, because I usually go to bed around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, but because we're in that time, and we it's so short. I'm up till 12, Pastor Ron, 12, 22. And that's what I was thinking of you as well. It's like, man, he's already been in bed maybe an hour. I could be laying next to my boyfriend, and here I am still up talking that's, with these my that's crazy why, girls. That's why last night you said, I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Paul, what's the end of the ball game? Yeah. No, I'm going to bed. Yeah, the end of the so, ball game, the end of the recorded voice, I'm like, <laughs> deuces, I've got to go to Grace's house. <laughs> Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or comments for Paula about anything that we're talking about, or just something that's on your heart, if you're outside the local San Antonio area, toll free is eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. Paula, one of the things I'd like to, to have you talk about a little bit uh, is is uh, you mentioned a moment ago social life. Um, you know, uh, as pastors and, and, and pastor's wife, and that goes not just for us, but for everybody, there's a million things that we could be doing every day. Um, all kinds of invitations to go out to eat and, and we want to get to know people, but the reality is with all of the work that we are doing, um, um, social is very hard. I mean, I'm here on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, and, and all day Sunday, um, um, our nights are taken. You're here on Tuesdays when it's, uh, or Thursdays rather, when it's uh, a worship rehearsal. Used to be Tuesday, and then Monday Tuesday. night for the ladies' Bible yep. study. So we're, I mean, we're, we're pretty busy doing the work. Mm-hmm. And we don't get uh, the opportunity a lot um, to just abandon ourselves for social things in spite of all the invitations. Yeah. Now, I'm not a super social person. You're a really social person. Yeah. Okay, so those are difficult things. Now, once you think about that for a moment, let's take a phone call. We don't want to keep Abel waiting, but um, um, I, I think that would be of interest to some people. I know Abel. Hi, Abel on line one from San Antonio. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Ron, I have a question for you. What well, one of them is? I okay. appreciate you having a passion for God. I, I, I just by listening to you, you you just have a passion. But uh, I've been cooking for a long time, and I've I've learned that I, there's no such thing as a secret secret recipe. 
you give somebody a recipe and they mess it up. That's just our nature in the flesh. <laughs> my question, my yeah. question to you is, there's a, there's a lot of denominations out there, and I've learned that God gave us one Bible, and then man opened up the Bible and says, oh, God, I can do better than you. So now we have yeah. we have Church of Christ, we have Baptist, Methodist, non-denomination, we have, you know, Calvary Church, we have uh, Pentecost, we have all these churches now that that have their own recipe. Now, I do respect you because I, I always pray for you and I listen to you and you have a passion for God. And not only that, but you have you have Bible studies more than a flea market. Flea markets are only open on Sundays and Mondays, <laughs> uh, or, or Saturdays and yeah. Sundays. And you have Bible class on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and, and, and I bless you for that. Now, my question to you is, how do you know which is the right recipe? You have to study the Word, right? Yep. Yeah, so, Abel, we we do, and and by the way, if, uh, I know, I know Abel. He's a great cook, by the way. Mm-hmm. The okay. green beans yeah. are the bomb. <laughs> Go ahead and finish your question, Abel. I'm sorry for interrupting. Sorry, I'm hungry now. Well, my question, my question to you is: now everybody's opening up a church, so my my my, my thought is, people have to be responsible to learn the Word of God, and the only way they're going to do that is to study the Bible the way you and Paula do. Is that correct? I I agree completely. You know, I think, Abel, the model for us comes from Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. It it, it says uh, really what the source of the love and the passion was in the first century church and uh, one of the things, obviously, they just liked being together. They they, they were there night and day. Um, they were they were devoted to it. It's a very strong Greek word. They were clinging to the apostles' doctrine, which is the same thing as you're saying, studying the word of God. And um, when, when you combine those things, and they're committed to the fellowship of the saints, they're committed to prayer. Uh, when you find those things, then Jesus really is running your church. And I think when you're talking about a recipe, uh, I think um, the only recipe that's successful is is being so in love with Jesus that you just want to be in his presence and, and not trying to reinvent the wheel. For me personally, Abel, um, um, my source of passion has always been the word of God and the presence of Jesus. I've never tried to reinvent the wheel. I, 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 I believe that God gave us that, that model in Acts chapter 2 to begin with, and we've stayed faithful to that model. And um, what, what happens is we've been able to see the Spirit of God work in people's lives and, and transform people. Um, I think when we get people who have a formula, whether it's denominationalism or, or, or church seekers or, or church marketing programs, I think when, when you have a formula like that, you leave Jesus out. Abel, I think one of the things that would be helpful to you is read the seven letters to the churches in the book of Revelation because Jesus addresses some of those things, including his letter to the church at Ephesus, who was still doing a lot of good stuff, but they lost their first love. And I think holding on to that passion is absolutely key, absolutely key. And if we uh, do that, then the Holy Spirit takes over. One final thought here on this, Abel. I think walking by faith is an absolute necessity for being passionate for the Lord. Uh, I think people need to see their leaders walking by faith, trusting God, taking chances, taking some risks. And uh, if, if we teach through the Bible, verse by verse, we can't skip anything. And so when I'm teaching stuff, uh, the Lord has led us through those things. And uh, I can tell you that the people here at Calvary Chapel know that we walk by faith. And uh, we, they've been in those those ditches with us where we, we feel like, well, how did we get here and how are we going to get out? But we, we've been able to show them the hand of God who moves. So I think that's the key. I think that was the key. Uh, from the very beginning, Abel. Abel, thanks for calling. It's always great to hear from you. Let's go to Joshua from Converse. Joshua, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron, Paula. Uh, I have a question about 
healing. So at the men's retreat, I my knee was healed. Um, and for two months, I was having a problem, pain in the knee, lots of pain, went to several doctors. And, um, when I got healed, I, I guess I expected something dramatic, you know, uh, I guess what I've seen on TV is what I expected. Instead, it was just complete pain-free, and I didn't even rec- recognize that I was healed. It was it was amazing. But my question is this. I, I've told others about me being healed, and unbelievers, um, they kind of, say things like you you Christians you make things up and you know yeah is that like throwing pearls to swine kind of deal or yeah yeah Josh I think I think it is hey, hey Josh if you get the answer on the other side of the break we're coming up to a hard break here uh, I want to deal with that so thank you for calling we've got 30 minutes left in the date day show 3409585 Lucy you're holding we'll get to you as soon as we can we'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day Show, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Hey, I want to apologize. Uh, We're getting texted like crazy. People telling us we're having some technical difficulties and the sound is distorted from time to time. Please bear with us. Um, It's cell phones. We're we're doing this over a cell phone connection, and um, sometimes that kind of stuff happens. So bear with us if you can. Joshua, I, I want uh, to to deal with your question. I think it's an important question. Um, when you're telling unbelievers that you got healed, and they're saying, "Oh, you Christians are are always making stuff up," I think that's time to look somebody in the eye and say, "Are you telling? Are you saying that I'm not telling you the truth about what happened?" I don't know how my knee my knee feels. And then you could say something like, well, thanks for being happy for me. And just leave it at that. And don't defend yourself. Don't try to defend the, 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 the healing that the Lord did. You know the, the pain your knee was in when you went there. Uh, and, um, and, and, you know, you're the expert on the things that are going on in your life. And um, uh, I think those are really important testimonies. And the Holy Spirit will give you opportunities to share with people and he'll just sort of plant those seeds in their heart and he'll keep watering them and then the time will come when they're going to have to deal with it. You might find, Joshua, some of those people coming back to you and saying, you know what, I really didn't believe you and I'm sorry, but I met Jesus and I think that's the whole thing. Sharing what God has done for you is really important. So it's not casting your pearls before swine in that sense. But when they push back a little bit, then, then not not in a defensive posture, but just say, well, well, look, you know I tell the truth. I'm not somebody who exaggerates. I went there with a knee that was messed up and instantly was healed. I like your comment, Joshua, about expecting, because you'd seen things on TV about miraculous healings. Um, you know, when Jesus healed people, he healed them completely. He healed them instantly. And, he, and there was no show. He wasn't doing it so other people would see. They didn't throw away their crutches. It just, they were healed. I think about the 10 lepers, Paula, who Jesus healed. Mm -hmm. And he said, now go show yourself to the priests. And on their way back, they noticed, hey, the leprosy's gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't a big show or anything. And, And Joshua, that's really the way that the Lord heals. He's not looking for attention. He's not looking to put on a show. He's not going to take a separate offering. I think it's just one of those things where you don't realize that the pain is gone until one day you wake up and say, hey, the pain's gone. I'm walking. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) 
Josh, thank you very, very much for that. I think those are, are, are really important questions. Yeah, you know what? I want to uh, make a comment to Josh as well because his knee was hurting and stuff. And a lot of times it's just like, oh, I'm going to be, this is too painful. I'm not going to go, you know, and stuff like that and have no expectations of God at all. And yet, you know, we, I say this all the time. You know, if you don't go, you never know what you miss. Had he stayed home, would he have been healed? You know what I'm saying? You just mm. never know. He went with an expectation that God could meet him there and that he was going to go no matter what. Yeah, the healing, I think, Paul, took place in the afterglow. And, um, um, you know, it's just uh, at some point the Lord would speak to my heart and say um, that there's the power, power to, heal to heal here yeah. to, today, tonight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, your point about the people who didn't go can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus met us there, and it was a very specific thing. Yeah. And you, how many times do you come? We come to church, and at, at the afterglow, or even after um, the altar call of of just a time of church, do you say, "Wow, I think the Lord wants to heal somebody today"? Yeah. I mean, we've had that happen several times, and you know, Philemon six says to you, Josh, I pray that you will be active in sharing your faith, so that you know every good thing. You know that God is good. You know that it was he who healed you. And now you, what do you say? I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and again, you don't have to defend the Lord. No. Just say, well, uh, I know what happened. You know I'm not one to exaggerate. So um, thanks for being happy for me and just, just sort of leaving them to, to think about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, uh, Lucy, you had to drop off. I'm so sorry. The phone lines are open if you want to call back. Mm-hmm. Paula, you wanted to mention about Abel's question, too. Yeah, yeah. Abel with the different flavors of church. You know, I, I think the Lord just chooses uh, a man for the congregation that, you know, it, it, the people need to hear that voice. And so, you know, on Sunday mornings, Ron and I, we go to church two times before we come to the three services here. And um, we love listening to Tony Evans, his, his Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. That's a different style. That's a different <laughs> style, talking to a different group of people. By and large, it's it's not a, a exclusively black church, but it's in a kind of a black neighborhood. And there's But there's all kind of people there. But I don't know what it is, Paula, but it's something, something. It's something, something. That's right. <laughs> and he says stuff like, they weren't scared. They were scared. You know, I mean, he knows the audience that he's he's talking to. And see, I always, when we're watching Tony Evans, I always look at you and say, Paula, I couldn't do that. You no, know, you couldn't do that. I couldn't do no. that. I want to be able to do that, uh-huh. but I can't do that. Yeah, so. no, no, no. And then the other person we listen to next is Charles Stanley. And, and they a, could not be more different. No way. And I think he was Baptist. Yeah, Yeah. Abel was talking about, this is the one that gets me. Not First Baptist, Second Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he is, both of those men are very passionate for the Lord. Different styles, um, different, you know, uh, congregation, but they're the voice that God has chosen for their congregations. Just like at ours, we have Winnie the Pooh. You know, but it's perfect for for us. You know, Winnie the Pooh, just like a baby Jesus. I mean, who's really intimidated by that? And yet, baby Jesus didn't stay baby Jesus. And Winnie the Pooh has a message that can slice and dice at the same time, hold you steady and don't let all the guts fall out while you get healed and grow up and get strong. So. You just keep on going, Winnie. <laughs> Go on, Winnie the Pooh. Listen, I gotta be me. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, just you, you know, I can't do. Uh, I could do Charles Stanley, you know, because because I mean he teaches differently, mm-hmm. but but I get so inspired by him because uh, in his late eighties, um, he's faithful mm-hmm. and. He's he's been so consistent and so steady over the years, and and he he inspires me. Yeah. And and when I watch Tony Evans, I, I just think about Lord, you gave some people so much in the way of gifting, and and I didn't get in it, so I just have to be me. And Lord says, well, that's who I made you to be. That's exactly right. So it's just it. I, I think there are different strokes. Uh, Abel, you know, <laughs> uh, people come to me. I've had people come to me and say, you know, Pastor, on your voice is too soft. Mm-hmm. And you, you put me to sleep mm-hmm. and, and, and I need somebody to yell at me mm-hmm. and I'll tell them I'm not that church. Yeah. 
I can't yell. I can never justify yelling at the people that God has given me his heart for. I just I just can't imagine doing that and explaining to him why I'm angry. And, um, you know, there are pastors that are a little more fire and brimstone-y and, and they, they get a little more personal. Um, and, and I can't be like them. So we're kind of stuck with who I am. Yeah, but Pastor, I think if you started drinking coffee <laughs> with some extra, you know, like maybe espresso, maybe you, you'd be a little bit. But if you do, <laughs> I'll be going to another church because I'll be like, <laughs> no, 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 no. But anyway, let's get to the social life, you know, talking about us in our social life. And I, I recognize that I am more personable uh, or outgoing, I should say, than you. And I just consider myself as your agent, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and so I make some of the the breakfast, lunch and dinner, you know, engagements. And that's. You know, you always say, well, we'll go out, you know, and, and the people take you seriously, you know. And so they come to me because you tell them, you know, go to Paula, she'll figure out a date. We figure out a date. But I understand for you because most of the time when we're out, it's not just sit across the table and eat. It pretty much turns into almost always counseling sessions. And so sometimes that's not the most comfortable thing. So what I try to do is because I'm the more outgoing I have the ladies over or go out to lunch with one or two or whatever. Um, and it kind of turns into, you know, girl talk counseling stuff. So not so much. But you're you're here every day. This, this radio program is every day. Four o'clock comes at four o'clock. You got to prepare. You're doing five studies, three on Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. And then every other week you've got the pastor's discipleship club. That's another whole lesson to get finished and so y- you need to you need to rest and you know since i'm so much younger <laughs> i can handle it and so <laughs> but i you know i i've never felt like i had to make excuses for wanting to be ready to do my job and social stuff just takes away from it you know i've got to have enough rest i've got to have uh, enough time to clear my mind we have friends. That, that, that's the best thing about our church. I mean, this is family. You, you talked about that in the first half of the program. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, there's a, a couple of dear, dear friends of ours that, uh, that invite us over to their house for breakfast occasionally on a Saturday, and we get to go hang out with them. And, and, and that's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not counseling. That's not work. That's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a good time, people that we really love. But I cannot do nights. And, and uh, you know, somebody goes out, to, wants to go to dinner, uh, usually that means 7 o'clock, and it means, well, I'm not going to get in bed till like 10 or 10.30 or 11 o'clock. With a full belly. Yeah, and I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. So, so um, I, I, just, I just think it's, it's, we have to do what we have to do to do what God's called us to do. Yeah. And um, I think the social life part of it, Paula, is, um, I think it's difficult for you because you love it. And we don't get to do it as much as we're because of our schedule. Not as a couple. Yeah. And then for me, um, um, I, I just, the whole time I'm out with somebody, I'm thinking, I need to go to bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to get, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. Gotta, You're up at four on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just those kind of things. And um, it's not that, that I don't want to be social with people. It's just that this is what my life is spent doing yeah and i'm happy with that it's okay babe so it's all right. okay it's okay. your show mm-hmm. nobody's holding on the line so mm-hmm. what do you want to talk about you know, oh remember wait i have one more thing remember <laughs> you were in the women back in the apartment days and you were studying and stuff and you're reading your bible and you had this knock on the door and no you went out to get the paper that's when they delivered them oh. and the guy was sitting on the stoop you know the top step and what do you say <laughs> now this is this is just the life of a pastor. Now this is I mean this is when our church was brand new. Yeah. But, Apartment four fourteen. Yeah. He was he was sitting on the top step. We we live in the second floor. He was reading the paper, huh? Reading the paper that I went out to get. And um so I opened the door to get the paper. I said, What are you doing here? And he goes, 
Well, I just thought that I needed to give you a chance to do something fun. Yeah. Let's do something fun today. Let's, let's go shoot hoops or something. Yeah. Was it like 6.30 in the morning? Well, it was for a little, probably 7 o'clock. <laughs> but I said, I said, shoot hoops. <laughs> I got a job. Oh. And he he's retired. Yeah, yeah. And and he said he said he said yeah, but but we can do something fun. It doesn't have to be all work. Mm -hmm. And and I guess one of the things that's hard for people to understand is that this is not work for me. Yeah. This is a labor of love, and it's completely different. Yeah. And so when people make comments like, "Boy, you're here all the time," mm -hmm. or "When did you get here?" I said, "I've been here for three or four hours." Mm -hmm. I say, well, "Well, I didn't know you were here." I'm always here. Mm -hmm. But that's not a complaint. That's a good thing yeah. for me. Yeah. That's just the reason I get up in the morning. And you being my partner in this with me, mm -hmm. you just make it so much easier mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> now you can shift gears. <laughs> that just came to my mind. I remember that guy. What do you say? Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was right on. Oh, yeah. In my mind, that was like a one, two, three. That wasn't like a one, two, seven. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so just be with Jesus. That's what we did all weekend. And, you know, you said that this might seem like it was a lavish kind of thing because it was a big five-bedroom house. Um, but it was seven of us in it, and it was very reasonable. It was close. We didn't even go out of town this year. Um, and that was part of the plan because Lachelle's daughter was going to have a baby but wasn't supposed to be till November 1st. But if she came early, she'd be close by. She came before we left on our trip. So <laughs> anyway, but it was really wonderful. And again, I want to thank um, Calvary Chapel San Antonio and, and you for um, allowing us to go. And it, it's just so important for us. And we pray that, you know, like you prayed before, jokingly on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, whatever it was, you know, that when, while we were away that God would fix us. <laughs> um I was just kidding. You. I, oh, I know. You said that to you. But we want to come back um, changed, and the word we use is enduring changes, you know, just continuing to grow and grow up in the Lord um, as he has been preparing and continues preparing us for whatever lies ahead. And so as we were here, we were there, we... We just kept asking the Lord, okay, Lord, you know all the, all the days of our life. When we don't want to worry, we just want to be ready and with you, just being with Jesus each and every day. And so every day in that neighborhood, it was just a really nice place. Um, we walked, you know. I would walk, and the Lord was saying, because my, my devotion was on Psalm 23. <clears throat> um, and the Lord, let me see if I could get to it. Uh, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Um, and, of course, that Psalm 4610 comes to mind. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, but he wants me, he makes me just to be still. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a thing where, okay, Paula, shh, just sit over here and be quiet. You know that I, you know, you always are talking. Let me ask you, did you take your cell phone with you? To the on the walk, no. Oh, see, I, th I think I, I asked the question knowing the answer. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah, Be because I think it's important that we disconnect mm -hmm. from the world mm -hmm. so that we can connect with Jesus mm -hmm. at times like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a great lesson for all of us. We need to to shut other stuff out. Even when you and I are at home and we're we're reading, you're reading to me, mm -hmm. or we're praying. Um, you know, emergencies happen. Mm -hmm. And so when the phone rings, we got to look and see who it is, make sure it's, it's a scam likely rather than, yeah. than, than an emergency. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're never really disconnected, but mm -hmm. when you get away and you take a walk with the Lord, um, just you and him, it's, it's mm -hmm. amazing how refreshing that is. It's very refreshing. Um, and the, in the first verse, and I should have said this first, the Lord is my shepherd. I know I shall not be in want. And I used Luke 12, uh, where it says, consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. And so, it, but the Lord being my shepherd, why am I laboring and toiling and spinning around like he's not, like he doesn't know, like he's not going to take care of things? Um, and in Ephesians it's three sixteen seventeen, 17, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. 
And I always like to sow that's or the so what's, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that dwell is settle down, that Christ may settle down in my heart. Well, yesterday, the days kind of run together. It was either yesterday or Tuesday where I was just out by myself on my walk, and the Lord says, settle down in me. Settle down. Because I'm in you and you're in me. I know you really well, Paula, and you know that you're in me. It, it just, it was like, so like, wow. That, that's, that's Jesus saying, let's enjoy this time together. Yeah. Instead of having an agenda, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're walking with Lord, it's just, let's just enjoy this walk together. Yeah. And, and the fact that he enjoys being with us mm-hmm. is pretty startling. You yeah. know, you just think about it. But I think that's very important because sometimes we go out and we think, okay, well, I've got to pray for this, i got to pray for mm-hmm. them, I gotta, and we've got this list of things. And I think sometimes Jesus will go, shh, that's it. Let's, let's quiet down and just be together. Yeah. It was so awesome. And you know me, when, on the Monday when I was doing my walk, you know, I, I waved to everybody because if that was my new neighborhood, I'm going to make some new friends. <laughs> and, they, and the Lord is saying, let them see the light of Christ. So I'm just waving at everybody, especially the ones as I'm walking against traffic, that they move way over to let me know that I'm safe, that they're paying attention. I so appreciate that. And I'm waving. So that's Monday. On Tuesday when I'm out walking, the people that I saw on Monday, they're waving at me first. <laughs> I'm like, yo, hey, what's up? You know. <laughs> um, and then on Wednesday, some of the people that I saw on Monday and Tuesday were waving at me. And, and one lady said, so where do you live? I said, oh, we're just visiting. And she wanted to walk with me. We're just visiting. We're leaving today. Oh, I said, well, if you still live here, we might come back next year. I'll look for you. Yeah. I think I, don't, I forgot her name already, but just See, sweet there's, people. There's always God always provides opportunities to connect with people. Yeah, and one lady, I said, "God bless you." She says, "Oh, He does. I'll see you in heaven." You know, kind of a thing. So it's just Jesus said, "Settle down. Let me settle. I am settled in your heart, Paula, and you are in me." Just again, Paula, relax. Trust me. You know, Paul, it's, it's funny because we've been in our new house uh, here in Universal City for just just less than six months. May. It was May. It was May, okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, you started a, a routine of walking in the neighborhood. And now you got a whole, I mean, your walks are getting longer and longer because more and more people are now stopping mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- share briefly about the lady today that... Uh, Asked you if you'd been to the mixer or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on my walk today, first person I saw, there's a lady named Raymond. And, you know, that's very rare, a lady named Raymond, an older lady. So I was like, hey, how are you? Raymond, right. And that was my, that's my brother's name, so whew, I remembered. And then I saw Linda and Caroline and Ron. They were all talking, you know. And I don't stop and talk normally. I talk, but I'm still walking. I'm looking back, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them. But, sorry, but... I'm not stopping, you know. <laughs> and so but this other lady that I, I hadn't seen in a while, and I always have one of my, the church card, you know, and with my name on there and, and my and my phone number. Because one of the days somebody's going to call me because they're going to need prayer, mm-hmm. salvation, or something. I know you told me your husband was a pastor, and this is going on in my life. And so, can you, so I got my cards out. All over there. i got to ask Pastor Ken to order some more now that I'm thinking about it. So today, this last lady that I, I hadn't seen in a while, she's on my, before I make the turn home. And so she goes, hey, I haven't seen you. How come you haven't been to the, what she call it? The, the mixer, but happy hour thing. I said, oh, I don't really do that. It's by a, it's by a golf course. I, I don't really do that, you know. Um, so you won't see me there. It's tonight. You you won't ever see me there. And so she goes, oh. I said, well, you know, my, my husband's a pastor over at Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Really? And then she told me her whole story, Pastor <laughs> Rob. This is I appointments. Yeah. I, I, I stopped for her. And so I, she says, you should invite me to one of your events. I was like, well, we got an event 
we, you missed one last night at 7. <laughs> and we had one tomorrow night at 7, our church. And so I, I said, oh, I just happen to have a card in my pocket. With all the, she goes, God is good all the time. But she's raised another religion, you know. And, uh, but, she, you know, she's had a couple of rough years. And she goes, I, I should come. She says, I need a new start in my life. Mm-hmm. And so. But see, that's just the way God, when you're with Jesus. Yeah. He's always about the people. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> He's always about the people. And um, um, one of those times when he's saying, let's just enjoy the walk together, he's going to take you in and, and introduce you to some of these people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the whole process, he's planting seeds. Yep. And, and for you know, the whole time when I'm out walking, he's, he's saying that you're with me and I'm with you. Um, it's him who's reaching out to the people. Yeah. It's the aroma of Christ that's, you know, emanating, wafting over the street that would draw her to come to me. And, and we don't have the, we don't have the pressure of, well, how am I going to witness? How am I going to this? It just happens it so just naturally. Happens. When you're available and when you're with Jesus, mm-hmm. he's going to introduce you to a lot of people that he loves. Yeah. Well, so Paula, cool. we are now at the end of the program inside what? of a minute. Time I've been goes. talking too long, huh? too much, right? <laughs> I just, well, I'm not going to say that. Oh, well, you're smart. Okay. No, it's okay. What do you want to wrap up with? The music is starting in just a few seconds. Um, well, I was going to get to the how to finish well but from the study last night, but I want to finish well today. Okay. The grace that God gave today, let's just be well, happy with that. Hold that one for next time. You got it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.